Welcome to Inside JMS, the stories behind the people who work at the Hank Greenspun School of Journalism and Media Studies. I'm Kevin Stoker. I'm the director of the school. Today we have our good colleague and new colleague, uh, Bumsu Park, or more correctly in Korean, it would be uh, Pak Bumsu. But we also have here my uh, colleague, sidekick, Dave Norse. Always a pleasure to be here, my friend. <laughs> and uh, we, But we're really excited to talk to Bum Sue today. Uh, Bum Sue, you know, kind of uh, tell us about your experiences and coming to the U.S. and going to school. I think you started at Florida State. So Bum Sue has some yeah, Bumsu only goes to schools with good football with good teams. Good football teams. Yeah, and so it, <laughs> he went to Florida State, and then of course he went to my alma mater, Alabama. <laughs> so Bumsu, tell us about getting to Florida State and then going to Alabama. Okay. First of all, thank you for having me today. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. And think about uh, first. Yeah, I came to United States. 2015 to pursue my graduate studies. So I did my master's degree at Florida State University. And then I got my PhD from University of Alabama. So I naturally became a college football fan. Yeah. So 2015, yeah, at Florida State University, right after James Winston left. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Bad Even, timing. <laughs> terrible timing. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but good thing is, 2018, when I first started my PhD, Alabama beat Georgia at the <laughs> national championship game. So since then, yeah, I'm a, I became a huge yeah college football fan. Even though I grew up playing soccer for most of my life, yeah. Nowadays, yeah, football is one of my favorite yeah sports. That's great. Are there other sports you really like? Other sports? Yeah, during the pandemic, yeah, I start golfing. And then I really enjoyed playing. Yeah. So Bumsu is interesting because Bumsu has actually been a caddy at a uh, professional golfing event. Tell us about that, Bumsu. Uh, I think about a month ago or, yeah, three weeks ago, at Epson Tour. So one of my friends, a good friend, Jiwon John, asked me, uh, would you be a caddy for me for the last tournament? So I already made the LPGA tournament for next year. I think it's going to be good yeah, memory for both of us. So <laughs> I asked my boss, and can I go? Cause, and then he said, yes. <laughs> so... Kevin, did he have to twist your arm a little no, bit? No, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in adventures. And that would have been an adventure to do that. Um, if he hadn't have done it, I'd have gone. Absolutely. <laughs> so well, tell me about the experience. What was that experience like? Uh, it's hard to explain with a one word. I think the, the tournament was in Daytona Beach in Florida. So I flew there. And then... I caddy. I was caddy for her t for two rounds, two restaurants, and then I follow her, and I just realized there are so many things I need to prepare for her for one player. I think if 
she, her tea time was like 8 a.m. in the morning. And I had to be there like 6 something. So 3 a.m. Pacific time. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, and then during the tournament, I think that I have to walk like 18 holes. Mm-hmm. Carrying a bag. Carrying bags. Mm-hmm. And to be, yeah, to be professional, yeah. And then especially on the greens, there are so many things I need to think about, consider. When I play, which I don't think when I play, actually. I think that I have to see other players lie and the balls and everything. So it was tough, to be honest, but it was worth, I think, the experiencing as a caddy. And I enjoy a lot, yeah. Yeah, I bet. And, and she played pretty well, right? Yeah, she she was okay. Yeah, well, she because before that tournament, I think that she already made. Yeah, she already got the APJ Pro card. Yeah, yeah. that's great. That's yeah. great. So also, uh, you know, Bumsu has friends in uh, um, professional golfers among the men's league, the PGA, and they had the Shriners here, and you went and hung out with. Uh, one of the golfers, and he actually played really well. Yes, he ended up like seventh place, I think. That, yeah, that's great. Yes, that's great. I got to know him when I was in Florida because my friend, I think, he he is very close to KH Lee, and then he introduced me and then asked me to follow when KH Lee play. For the tournament in Florida, so I follow him like for three, four tournaments, and he's very, I think, the nice guy, friendly. So that's how I got to know him. And then since I moved to Las Vegas, I checked the PGA tournament schedule, and I found out, oh, there is a tournament in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. a Shriners Cup. So why not? Yeah, I ha- feel like yeah. I just follow him like for four days, and then after the tournament, he gave me a little gift. So, well, that's nice. Yes. Well, see, the reason we're asking you all these questions, there's a reason. There is. Bumsu's specialty, his research area, is sports, and um, you know. So, tell us about how that came about. How did you all of a sudden become a sports scholar? Oh, yeah, that's a very good question. So, like you mentioned, I do sports research, not only because I'm a huge sports fan, but because sports means a lot to me and society. So, uh, all my sports research stems from my personal experience and curiosity. So, and... While I was in Korea, I th- I experienced so many good sporting events, such as 20, 2002 Korea and Japan World Cup. I truly experienced people get together, and then true I enjoyed that. I I see the true joy inside and outside field and stadium. So that's the moment I want to study more about sports. Yeah, and then. Nowadays, yeah, of course, in the United States, that's why I came to the United States. I want to learn more about sports, how sports play a role in the society from many different perspectives. 
Well, and speaking about perspectives, at Florida State, you were in the sports management master's program. Yes. But then you went to Alabama, and you're more in a sports media program. Tell me about that transition. Because I realized media has an important role in sports. So I want to dive more into how media can impact sports in general. People's perception about crisis, athlete transgression, or about, that's why I want to know more about yeah, communication and media in, in the context of sports. And I decided to oh, pursue my PhD at Alabama. So I searched and I read a great research articles uh, from uh, Dr. Billings, Dr. Brown. So that's why I decided to yeah, pursue my PhD in communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I should say that Andrew Billings is considered one of the top scholars in sports media research. And, uh, he, uh, and he's at Alabama. So tell us, you know, talk to us about kind of some of the ex- research that really has you that that's been really fulfilling and interesting for you and what you're working on now? My current research project? Right well, now? first let's talk about past research. What, what were the, what, if you had your favorite piece that you've had published, what would it be? What was it about? One of my favorite uh, past research was about uh, athletic activism, especially about Colin Kaepernick's protest and how people differently perceive that action, that incident. And I was more surprised that Nike featured him in their campaign. So I want to know more about the things and then how, why and how people think like that. So I firstly focus on media effect, on people's perception about athleticism. And then from marketer's perspective, how this sponsorship or Nike advertising effect. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick and the brand. So I found out, yeah, as man- mentioned earlier, media play important role, how people perceive athletic activism, depending on their prior perception about the protests or b- an issue and Nike's, yeah, from the marketing perspective, uh, depending on people's perception about Colin Kaepernick's protests, it has a different effect. If people perceive Colin Kaepernick's uh, protest is fair or have a positive attitude toward Colin Kaepernick's, what Colin Kaepernick was doing, there. I think the positive image was transferred to Nike, the brand who's, which sponsored uh, Colin Kaepernick. So. And for those who did not support him, did that transfer to Nike as well? Negatively. Mm-hmm. So if they perceived Colin Kaepernick's uh, protest was not uh, fair or was not good, yeah, their negative image or attitude toward the Colin Kaepernick, I think that transferred to the sponsored the brand. Hmm. So you're doing some more research currently that I know is, um, you know, if you think about kind of where 
the energy and the excitement is in sports research, uh, a lot of it revolves around NIL, name, image, and likeness. So you're doing some research with some of your colleagues here, and I know you're just kind of in the initial stages, but what are you really excited about what you're doing today? And, you know, as you think about where your research trajectory is ultimately going to take you over the next couple of years, maybe give us a little bit of insight into what you're currently working on. Okay. When NCA first adopted the NIL policy, I had yeah conversation with my colleagues about this policy, whether this is good or not. So from professor's perspective, first, I was very interested how we can manage student athlete more properly, or how can we teach them to take advantage of NIL policy. Of course, naturally, I want to search. I want to uh, examine how other people perceive NIL. So I firstly took a look at Twitter. What, what, what people yeah tweet about NIL. So I scroll the tweets. I think the from when NIL first was adopted, and then for one year period. And then depending on their, I think, stake, depending on their organizations, for example, uh, journalism, how journalists yeah, perceive or how journalists tweet about NIL and how university or sports organization tweet NIL. So surprisingly, I found, yeah, the tweet, there's, tweet was so much different in terms of their sentiment and then the words they are using, something like that. So, of course, university or organization, they are concerned about some negative impact of NIL on institution and athlete because not all the student athlete can take advantage of NIL. And there are some downside of NIL. So that's why, and interestingly, there are a lot of tweets from lawyer because I think they can take advantage of I think the NIL policy. So they tweet mostly very positive things about NIL because it's going to be new opportunity for uh, student athlete and they can profit their name, image, and likeness yeah, while they are playing for the college. Because not all the college athletes, student athletes, can make the pro. Yeah. If you think about the energy and the interest in this, I mean, you're in the right place at the right time. Las Vegas is a, you know, growing sports hub in America. Um, between what we have happening over the next couple of months with F1 and the Super Bowl, but Major League Baseball eventually coming to town in a few years, the Golden Knights and the Aces having world championships. It's a pretty exciting place. What? And I can understand from a sports researcher's perspective, the allure, but maybe talk to us a little bit since you're relatively new to town, Vamsu. What is it that drew you to UNLV specifically? Uh, because of, I think, the university and the program, obviously, because mm -hmm. I want to, as a junior scholar and junior professor, I want to grow. I want to develop myself. At the same time, I want to contribute to the program and university. And I found out Las Vegas and UNLV is the 
perfect place for me to uh, pursue my career and continue my career as a sports scholar. As you mentioned, there are a lot of sporting events around in town. So I can, I want to uh, examine more about yeah sporting events, yeah, and then how university can uh, how university students can actually uh, take advantage of that kind of sporting events as a communication and media students. There are a lot of opportunities for them. So that's great. Well, tell us about. Uh, what was like growing up in? You grew up in Seoul, right? Tell us about you know your your growing up years and uh, uh, what was that like? And and I know you went to a very good university there. Um, you played soccer. Uh, you know, give us give us a taste of what it was like to grow up in in Seoul, Korea. Seoul, Korea. Yeah. So I was born and raised in Seoul, Korea. Grew up in a big family. I have three older sisters mm -hmm. and I lived with my grandmother so family members seven family members and then I grew up playing soccer there and Seoul uh, talking more about the Seoul Seoul is very similar to Manhattan very I think the city and skyscrapers and then so I think the I, I think that I just took for granted about what I had before, mm -hmm. like public transportations and restaurants and things, yeah, hospitals and everything while I was in Korea. And as we talk about, the first city I landed in the United States was Tallahassee. Even though it's capital city of Florida, my that kind of experience lower my expectation about the United States. <laughs> Even worse, to pursue my PhD, I moved to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I don't think not many people actually have been there before. And then I think I got used to that kind of college town because I play sports and that's perfect. No traffics. I think I naturally, I think, the, got used to these surroundings. So whenever I visit my family in South Korea, I feel like, oh, I don't belong here anymore. Mm. <laughs> yes. Tell us a little bit about your teaching philosophy. Teaching philosophy. So in terms of teaching philosophy, so I try to become a more uh, become a professor who can approach who can be uh, approachable mm -hmm. so based on my experience as a student so of course there are some professors I admire at the same time there are some professor that I didn't like <laughs> so no I, I can't imagine you not liking somebody <laughs> bumsu <laughs> but so I try to input what works best for me when I was a student. That's what I'm trying to do. So I'll try to more try to approach my students. But still I have a very strict yeah class policy at the same time. You, you but personally I want to very uh, become a very uh, 
approachable professor. That's good. Yeah. Well, one of the things that attracted us to you uh, was your ability to teach both in public relations and advertising and sports to add that dimension. Um, that's pretty unique. And because uh, most of the time we think about sports journalism. Sure. And we're not thinking in terms of sports marketing, sports, you know, public relations and stuff. Um, how's, have you kind of felt like you've, uh, that this idea of strategic sports communication is kind of a great area to be in, but also a great area to teach? Yeah, that's that's very good point. A great area to teach and develop, but that's something I'm very interested in. Because based on my experience as a student, as a sports scholar, so I just realized why people use strategically use as their endorsement or advertising. And athletes nowadays they are involved so many different issues. How we can prepare things for them manage the reputation something like that so based on my experience so I, for that class strategic sports communication I want to focus more on the cases first try to uh, teach students I think they already know but they haven't I think the learn I think the in the classroom so how many advert sports advertising in televisions as you can assume, there are many, many yeah, sports advertising. And in the newspaper, how many yeah, issues are related sports? Something like that. So based on, uh, from, from there, from the cases, I want to yeah, analyze and then dive more into how sports and why sports are strategically yeah, communicated and used. So we've talked a lot about what got you to UNLV, kind of your path from Seoul, South Korea, to Tallahassee, to Tuscaloosa, ultimately landing up here. We've talked about what you're interested in, you know, where your research has brought you up to this point and kind of where you think you're going moving forward. We even talked a little bit about what it's like in the classroom with Professor Park. But what we haven't really talked about is what do you do when you're not thinking about the university. My guess has sports has something to do with it. But tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about when you're outside of UNLV in the classroom and you're not thinking about research. What do you like to do? Give us some insight into you, Bumsu. <laughs> so I enjoy playing soccer. And there are a lot of sports complex in Las Vegas, surprisingly. Even though it's a small city size-wise, but there are a lot of sports complex in town. So during my, I think, the free time, I play soccer regularly once a week. And also, there are a lot of great golf courses mm -hmm. in Las Vegas. So. Also, I play yeah golf. I think the once a week as well. So that's my yeah. <laughs> so you routine. play you play soccer. You play golf. You keep up with college football. Yes. Uh, outside of the sports realm, I know you, I know you cook. You dabble in cooking every now and again. <laughs> what do you like to cook? Me, honestly, I'm I'm not a good cook. First of all, <laughs> but since I'm living on my own to survive, I have to cook and. <laughs> 
I start cooking, I think, since I moved to United States. I, I like steak, easy to cook, and yeah. So. Easy to eat. <laughs> easy to eat, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bumsu, if is there's something that we should have asked you that we haven't asked you about in this, this interview, this podcast, what would it be? Mm, maybe my winter plan. <laughs> there we go. Okay. So, my winter plan, I haven't decided yet what to do and where to go yet since I have many friends around the United States. So, my plan is visiting my friend in different states. Florida, Massachusetts, yeah. Texas, okay. yes. Yeah. Well, and in the winter, you'll kind of hit all of the... Uh, the various ecosystems with various weather go from sunny Florida to chilly Massachusetts to somewhere in between in Texas. <laughs> it's kind of cool that you got friends all over the place. Well, thanks for joining us, Bumsu. It was a real pleasure getting to know you and kind of learning a little bit about your history. And I'm looking forward to continuing this conversation as you do some more of this really interesting research, Bumsu. Exactly. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Bumsu. Thanks, Bumsu.